Bunyan and South Kualoa. There you go. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, let's go to the phones. Good morning. Who's this? You're on the air. Good morning. This is Patrick from uh, Maryland. Patrick from Maryland. You're on the air with Jennifer from Panama. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Daniels. Um, quick, um, so I just wanted to know what is your recommendation, um, or you can actually tell me the cause and then what's the recommendation. But I've been um, feeling like a stabbing, burning, painful sensation on like my scalp, like the skin coming down towards like the top of my shoulders to about there, and um, yeah, you know, like I have like this like dull headache, um, some dizziness. Um, like lower in like in my the rest of my body like the lower limbs like my legs like i feel like fatigue and like muscle pain um and just general fatigue um uh, so i just wanted to know what do you think is causing this and like uh what do you recommend to do and how often so how much water do you drink every day and how many times a day do you poop so i am um doing what you recommended so like three times a day I drink about, I only weigh like 140, so I drink about uh-huh. um, uh, uh, about two and a half quarts to like three quarts of okay. water a day. Um, All right, good. Yeah. So I just wanted to know, I didn't want to give you information that would cause you to be uncomfortable because you weren't pooping enough. All right, so you got enough poop going on, we can go to our next step. So okay. castor oil, I suggest you just buy a gallon. You're going to need it. So apply the castor oil to your body, waste down for three days. Then apply it head to toe. In your case, definitely head to toe. You want to put it in the scalp as well. Hmm. What's going to happen is the pain will go away from basically your whole body. And what the castor oil does is it activates your skin as a detoxing source to get rid of the crap that's causing you discomfort. And it will go out into the toilet. How long do you leave the castor oil on? I just leave it on. I don't don't take it off. So you just put on old clothes. So you're going to ruin, yeah, you're going to ruin either every piece of clothing that you own yes. or you're going to ruin your, depending on what time of <laughs> right. day you decide to do this. <laughs> right, right. Could I put it on at night, like after I take a shower? It doesn't matter. Just, you can do it at okay. night. It doesn't matter. Okay. Your convenience. And I have, I have, is, I have long hair. Um, does it matter? Like my hair is long just as long as I just get it on the scalp. It has right? to go on the scalp. The hair, how much castor oil ends up in your hair is irrelevant. It okay. just has to get on your scalp. So if you want to put it throughout your hair, it's harmless. A lot of guys think it looks cool, but uh, <laughs> useless. So you, it's just got to get on your skin. That's You're trying to touch it to your skin. Cool. Okay. There you go. Yeah. And that should, that should uh, solve the problem? We'll see. I'm going to solve this um, head, um, this muscle pulling and skull discomfort. It sounds like all of your pain is superficial. It's, it's either on the skin or within half an inch of the skin. Is that correct? Correct. Like, yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's on the skin. Like, I feel it, like, on the top of my scalp, like, down to my head, uh, like, to the top of my shoulders. Like, um, yeah, but like say we're not going deep in the skin. It's only half an inch deep from your skin at the most. So if that's the okay. case, this castor oil would get at least that deep and get all this stuff out for you. Very cool. Oh. All right, brother. All right. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Good. Good. Welcome. Pretty fun, huh? Do you do that every yeah. now, Do you do that every now and then? Just slather your whole body with it and leave it on. Oh, I do. I try and do it every day. Wow, it's amazing. Really? So I do it. Um, uh, I would say four days a week at least. Wow. 
I'm also working on flexibility. So this goes deep enough mm-hmm. to make my tendons more flexible. And so, of course, I can do the splits and stuff. Castrol is pretty amazing, isn't it? It's really amazing. It really is. Yeah. yeah. What would Dr. Daniels recommend to heal a dental abscess on the gums that's not responding to oil pulling with coconut oil, oral consumption of concentrated olive leaf extract, increased hydration with sea water? Stop right there. Stop, yeah. stop, stop, so stop, stop. So the coconut oil, we've, I think we talked about this. You have to medicate it with cloves. Cloves, yeah. It's not going to work okay. unless you have it have the cloves in there right mm-hmm. so she's got to add cloves to her coconut oil pulling it sounds like she's got an abscess it's pretty darn big mm, out of control so she needs to get um one of those uh aloe leaves they sell in the store it's this big at one end yeah. and it tapers off to about like that so I've, a big one. I've seen those yeah. And, yeah cut it peel off all the green stuff from about a two inch chunk slice that in half and put um a chunk, wedge it between her cheek and the area where the abscess is. Just put it right down in there and leave it there. It will just literally take the pain away in minutes. Is that right? And yeah, it sounds like she's pretty seriously like suffering. Yeah. So she might want to leave it there continuously throughout the day and just change it. That's and then she can go to vitalitycycles.com and sign up for, I think it's the Home Healers course, and she'll get a whole, the whole included in that is a whole one-hour video telling you all about teeth, everything I did going through that to solve my problem. So I've gotten rid of my abscesses. Um, my teeth are firm; they're in place; they don't hurt. I can chew and eat anything I want, and um, hmm. my dentist is out of a job. Aloe is amazing, isn't it? It's just a magical plant. Yeah, I'm no longer part of my dentist's retirement plan. Yeah, that's right, no longer. Thank you very much. It was fun. Have a good life. Uh, what is exactly. the, Mary wants to know what you think about black salve. It's supposed to remove moles, skin tags, and even cure skin cancer. So I personally used it for several moles. <laughs> and it does work. It's extremely painful. And um, there can, depending on the situation, be scarring and... Um, yeah, so it does have its downside. And so from the time you treat the mole till the time the whole thing's over with and healed is usually about six months to a year. So the it takes about a week or two for the mole to blister up faster, curl up and fall off. And it's pretty painful during that time. Then you have this hole and it takes that hole uh, another, you know, six months or so Come to in. heal. So, yeah, this is not like easy-peasy kind of thing. It's pretty strong stuff. Be careful with it, right? She just froze up. This is OneRadioNetwork.com with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. She's on the fourth Monday of the month. You just froze up there. You just looked good, but you froze. Yeah, so did you. <laughs> yeah. I just, what I had so asked was, freeze, I guess. what I had asked was, the black salve is very powerful. Just be careful with that, right? Be careful with the black salve. And I said, yes. However, there's a lot of fakes on the market. Uh, you know you've got a fake and you put it on it. It doesn't start burning and hurting <laughs> yeah. in 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, so be careful. Um, here is Usha. Usha, what a great name. U-S-H-A. She's 40 and feels imbalanced mm. and wobbly in the head, sometimes dizzy too. I have a throbbing ear sometimes and a sharp 
sounds echoing, which irritates me in the, in the midst of a crowd. Also shaking hands and legs. I guess this means the whole body, I'm getting short-sighted and unclear vision. What could be going on with Usha? That's a lot. So OSHA, did you get the vaccine? What about the booster? I don't know, man. <laughs> God, OSHA, what's going on with OSHA? So let's just say you got the vaccine, you got the booster. Let's just say, because I mean, it sounds just that just about that bizarre, right? Because she's forty, young lady, for all these problems. So Usha, what you've got to do is uh, basically cleansing. You know, and I would take it uh, slow but steady. So go to vitalitycycles.com, get some vitality capsules, um, and take them uh, enough to make you poop three times a day. All right, check. Do not, under any circumstances, drink tap water. Get yourself on distilled or reverse osmosis water. Take some shield dip for your minerals. And um, make sure you're drinking enough water for the day. So, okay, so now I've got your water. Water going in, minerals going in, poop going out. So that's your basic cleansing situation. The other problem um, with the vaccine, also with the symptoms that she's talking about, she has got a massive uh, deficiency in two areas, one in her brain, uh, but two in her connective tissue, which seems to be like just a total body failure. So she needs to eat some connective tissue. She can eat cow foot, pig foot, or chicken foot, her choice. And I would just really go for it, like eight ounces a day. Again, this is the pre-cooked weight, not the post-cooked weight. This is the pre-cooked weight. And then she needs to eat some cow brain. I'd recommend... Um, four ounces, a, you know, two to four ounces a day, about one day, uh, one day a week. The cow brain, you've got to be careful. You must, with the cow brain, eat cooked vegetable, raw vegetable, and uh, a carb. That is absolutely mandatory. Carb as in rice, potatoes, something or other. And drink a quart of water. So that's her cow brain day. She must do those things. Um, but yeah, that's what she needs to do to get her on the right track. Oh, also, when you go to vitalitycycles.com, download the free report, the Candida Cleaner Report, and she can get started on uh, turpentine as well. And it sounds like even if she didn't do the V, um, mm-hmm. whatever you just recommended would would help, right? Would help. Exactly. Yeah. But she's had some serious insult to her system. She needs to check her life. Okay. Something in her life done seriously wrong either a dietary change or an environmental change there's she's got some uh type of poison that she has maybe started putting in her body over the last two months uh or if it's been if it's a shot whenever she got the shot but there's something um that she's going that's going on that she's uh needs and just not do again i would say even she hasn't got the shot she should make it a policy she's not taking any injections it doesn't matter what injection your doctor gives you. The truth is, and I'm a doctor, I can tell you, your doctor has no clue what's in that <laughs> bottle. None. He can put a needle in that bottle, suck up something, he's going on total faith. And then you got the blind leading the blind. You don't know what he's injecting into you, and he doesn't know either. I don't believe what they meant by shedding was this. What is pet dander? Pet dander comes from skin cells that are shed by animals with fur or feathers. Cats, dogs, guinea pigs, rabbits, birds, and stuff. It did not look up human dander. So you look up human dander. I hope. Right. So human dander. We're not talking about dogs. We're talking about humans. Humans. So if we look up human dander, then we say, 
It's small, flaky pieces of skin, hair, and other materials that we all shed. For a couple of months, I've had uh, hip bursitis, writes Mark. Lots of pain in my left hip. The pain seems to get a little worse every day. Then one day, I woke up and the pain was totally gone. I didn't do anything differently. Uh, how did all of this pain just go away? Your immune system was working on healing you and it was succeeded, so good job. Good job. <clears throat> my question for Dr. Daniels, with reference to the clitoris. Oh. We have vir- we have vaginas and clitoris day today. What a good day. Underneath the clitoris hood, on the left side tip, there's something that is white in color and feels firm. Doesn't hurt, although I do feel some pressure in the urethra area, and I'm peeing more, not knowing if it's treat-related. I don't want to go to have a doctor look at it. I'm concerned, 68, drinking enough water and pooing three times a day, any ideas of what I can do. Well, I'm glad Dr. Daniels is... She's 68 years old? Yeah. Okay. So just slather <clears throat> it with castor oil and that thing will shrink up, uh, the, the lump will shrink up, fall off, whatever. So slather it with castor oil. Castor oil. Oh. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, continue <clears throat> with the good evacuation process. Mm-hmm. What can I do about varicose veins on the back of my legs? I'm not overweight and I drink the proper amount of water every day. Yeah. So varicose veins, I used to think that everyone's heard of the horse n- chestnut vitamin C right. cure. Yeah. Get it. Didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I tried that. Not the work. But I'll tell you what does work is vigorous exercise. Mm. Vigorous exercise where you're pumping blood through those veins, flushing them out. And then also you want to eat more connective tissue, which would be, the, uh, again, we're talking these blood vessels. So that would be a tendons would be good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone on Facebook says, we're out of stock on the Sheila jet. Okay, we'll just hang in there and there. Sheila will come back soon. Uh, have you, this is John, have you heard ever heard of chicken manure soup? I would not eat it. I don't think we're going to do that one. Oh. So chicken manure is really, really strong stuff. It'll actually kill your plants if you put chicken manure on your plants. And so chicken manure has to be aged. It has to be mixed with other amendments before it can be used as fertilizer. So I certainly wouldn't eat it. Now, I have eaten chicken entrails. And so that's the tube in the chicken that the manure goes through. <laughs> so when I was in China, they literally served chicken entrails as part of the hot pot. So you take your chopsticks, lift up the chicken entrails, drop it in the spicy hot liquid, Wait a few minutes, take it out, and eat it. And uh, that was totally harmless. Hmm. Um, this is from Lily. You both look great. What supplements do you take? Well, I, I'm going to come on after Dr. Daniels and talk about something. I'll, I'll answer that for me. I want to take up the time. But what do you take? Do you have? Do you want to tell her, Lily, what supplements you take? Do you take them? Yes, I take uh, vitamin A, mm-hmm. 25,000 I use a day. Uh, the uh, propaganda people recommend only 10,000, but I say don't send a boy to do a man's job. But I take vitamin A. I take vitamin E. Um, and how many IUs do I take of vitamin E? I believe it's 400 IUs a day. Then I take um, B Complex 50, two a day. I take Vitality Capsules. 
extra strength to a day. I take coenzyme Q10, uh, 300 milligrams. Uh, I forget how many milligrams of, of CoQ10 I take. But then I take R, alpha lipoic acid. Oh. It has to be R because there's R and L. Mm -hmm. And your body can only use one of those. So when you buy uh, alpha lipoic acid plain, it's a 50-50 mix of R and L because a lot of them are synthetic. And so then your body has to sort out the R part. And really, it'll say you're getting 300 milligrams, but you're only getting 150 milligrams of usable lipoic acid. So I buy the R alpha lipoic acid, and I take that. I take biotin, 10 milligrams a day. And let's see what else. When I remember those those pills I take. I think that's it. That's it. Good job. Here's it. Back to the phones. Good morning. Who's on the air here? Hello. Hello. Okay. You got to turn your computer off and then be on the phone when you call. Um, try again. My right calf and foot have been swollen for a couple of months now. What could be causing this swelling? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, block lymphatic. So it's just one side, huh. so it's a lymphatic issue. Hmm. And so uh, the lymphatics are simply blocked. That's the answer. What is blocking the lymphatics? Usually parasites, but sometimes it can just be biological uh, impurities. So... Uh, this is a delicate situation because if you unplug this um, suddenly, <laughs> then you can dislodge particles that can go up through the inferior vena cava and to the lungs and give you lung clots. So the uh, cautious way to do this would be to take the cure for lung clots and then unplug the situation. So the cure for lung clots is the same as for heart attacks. It's a tablespoon of cayenne pepper, mas o menos, or more or less, 90,000 heat units, and um, a quarter cup of apple cider vinegar. Okay, you now have this mix, and you take a teaspoon of this like two or three times a day. All right, so you've been doing this for a couple of days. Now you're ready to address the blood clot issue. Or not the blood clot, but the lymphatic issue. You don't really know what you're gonna dislodge there, but we're good to go, we've got this covered. So now you just take castor oil and apply it from your toes, massaging it all the way up to your groin. And that's going to dislodge the stuff, and you'll see your, your calf and feet shrink. And then moderate exercise, nothing heavy, maybe walking mm -hmm. um, for 15 to 30 minutes a day. And that, that's it. Cool. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're live here on the 26th with Dr. Jennifer Daniels. VitalityCycles.com is there where she hangs out. Um, well, she hangs out, you know, Panama. But, uh, Susan wants to know if, if coffee's bad for you. Straight out question? Straight out answer? No. Okay. Uh, here's another one. What is the healthiest form of sweetener? Also, I cannot handle consuming dairy at all. I break out, gain weight easily. However, my partner eats it all the time and he has no issues. They have a great energy, and they have, he has great energy levels and beautiful skin. I don't need to eat dairy often, but I sure would like to be able to have a pizza every now and then or something, some cheese. <laughs> what can you do for... Well, what's the person's first question they had? Uh, I think I think she's think, yeah, she 
wants to know how she can get over this dairy intolerance. Oh, the first question, what's the healthiest form of sweetener? Sorry, almost missed that. The healthiest form of sweetener is xylitol. X-Y-L-I-T-O-L, xylitol. Oh, I have some. Just a minute. Xylitol? It's a good one. Xylitol! What is that made from? Do we know? I used to know where that comes from. Is it... It comes from two places, birch trees birch or trees. Uh, corn. Corn, yeah. And uh, that is the healthiest sweetener. It has been proven by research sciences oh boy. to reverse <laughs> cavities. It reverses cavities and prevents cavities. Um, it tastes just like regular sugar, no aftertaste. I can testify that because I've been eating it now for a while. So that is that. Is that the healthiest sweetener by far. Okay. Now, if you go online, they'll list it among the five most dangerous sweeteners because if your dog eats it, he'll die. Well, maybe you don't have a dog and maybe you can figure out how to not feed him a xylitol. <laughs> but for humans, there are the only health consequences if you eat too much, then you get bloating and um, gas, possibly more or less diarrhea. So you'll know when you reach what's too much for you. Um, for me, too much is like a quarter cup a day. So I can actually eat a, a fair amount of xylitol. So that's that question. The other question is what about her dairy yeah, uh, dairy intolerance? Yeah. The question is what kind of dairy intolerance is it? Now, she says she breaks out in acne and gets a rash. So then that tells us her real dairy intolerance is not a dairy intolerance. Her real intolerance is a uh, lack of collagen intolerance. So her thick, her skin is too thin. Hmm. So that these, you can call them good bacteria, bad bacteria, whatever you want to call them, they end up in her skin and she sees a rash or outbreak. And I used to have that problem and I could not eat, I mean, not a speck of dairy. So she needs to fix that problem first. I would recommend either pig face. So pig face is literally the face of pig, right? And it comes with this skin, yay, that fortifies your beautiful skin and gives you this beautiful, well, face. So I would say eat pig face. The easiest way to eat pig face is to cut it in either one by one inch chunks or two by two inch chunks and boil it in some kind of flavored liquid like um, um, soy sauce, um, sesame oil, hot pepper, star anise. Uh, or if you don't like that Chinese stuff, then again, go for Italian seasonings. But boil it till it's super, super soft where you can just bite it and eat it like it was um, a cooked potato. So very soft. And then you can just spoon that, um, those chunks of meat and a little bit of the sauce over some rice and eat that. And that, over time, if she eats that dish, I would say three or four times a week, then after about a month, her skin will be thick enough that when she eats milk, she won't get a rash. She won't get the outbreak. Mm -hmm. uh, good morning, Patrick and Dr. Daniels. I've been listening to Tony Pantelaresco. Uh, mm -hmm. I call him Tony Full of Baloney, but he, <laughs> he has been known. And now he keeps saying that the reason we are all sick is that nano is in the food is what's killing us. I would like to know your opinion on this. So my opinion is, I don't know who the we is, but I've been pretty darn healthy, have not had a problem. Again, this is why I refuse to drink water off the faucet. I call it government water. Whenever they need a pandemic, they just put stuff in the water. So, you know, maybe I'm crazy too. But 
um, it's been my observation that um, my sickly friends who switch away from tap water, don't go to spring water, and you go to either reverse osmosis or distilled water, they're basically never sick again. Hmm. No yeah, problem. if Nano so, was killing everybody, we'd all be dead. So I'm not sure what this guy is talking about. Well, I've heard the whole story, okay? Have I don't you? need to repeat it here. But there are nanoparticles naturally occurring in food. And the question, of course, comes, well, where are you getting your food from, right? So I get my food from, you know, roadside stands, from farmers. And so I'm kind of out of that commercial food loop. So I'm not buying um, a lot of canned foods or processed um, foods, packaged mixes or any stuff like that. So the food that could be tampered with, I've stopped eating a very long time ago. So this fellow who, Tony, he could be talking about food in the food store, with, like you just right, said. The yeah. store, and there could right. be nano stuff in there, I guess. Who knows what's in it? Who knows? Ooh. I mean, yeah, I got you. Yeah. First of all, if you go to a store, a regular <laughs> store, hang out at the produce section. So in the produce section, you have the front part where you see all these beautiful fruits. And then if you go a little bit around to the side, you'll see there's a whole lot of stuff going on. <laughs> They're spraying it with this. They're spraying it with that whole lot. <laughs> like, whoa. No. Can you just put the food out? They have who knows what they're spraying it with, no clue. But you see all that pretty uh, arranged stuff, you know, those nice little rows and stacked up. And, no. Yeah. Here's uh, Sebastian, a 17-year-old daughter, has a high uh, anti-nucleic index of the thyroid. Uh -huh. My wife, being a biologist, thinks it is about an autoimmune issue with her. What does Dr. Daniels think? If the daughter is otherwise healthy, ignore it. That's number one. Ignore it. Mm -hmm. Number two... <laughs> I'm glad you're understanding what I'm saying. Yes. Mm -hmm. If she's otherwise healthy... And next thing, do not give her any more vaccines. The number one cause of autoimmune everything is vaccination. The childhood vaccines, adult vaccines, whatever. So, again, no injections. Honest to God, your doctor has no frigging clue what's in that shot or any shot he's giving you. You know, they simply, he, he they hand a bottle. And sometimes the nurse has already drawn up the syringe. Who knows where it came from, right? So, don't give her any more injections of any kind. Good. Okay. And then put her on a high collagen diet, and I would ignore, if she's able to get up off the couch and walk around the block, I wouldn't worry about it. All right, that was easy. Um, let's see. I can't, I can't tell if this is, I can't tell if this is an, oh, yeah, this is an advertisement. But it looked like a, just a regular email. Uh, white oak pastures in the U.S. sells tendons. Okay, order online. They also have ox penis. Oh, good, uh, Patrick, Patrick. Thanks. Oh, I, I was I was feeling like I need a little bit of ox penis there. Thanks for that. That'd be good. Well, so tendons. That's, that's an excellent question. Yeah, white oak you pastures. Want it to fresh. Hmm. You do not don't buy dehydrated tendons because you will never ever be able to hydrate them enough to eat them. Okay. So. Um, definitely make sure the white that the tendons are selling you are the word would be fresh, fresh. or raw. For, you do not, not want dehydrated tendons. They will never ever hydrate to the point of being edible. Frozen, okay? Because they'll probably come frozen. Yes, frozen okay, fine. they'll yeah. probably come frozen. frozen yeah. Cool. White oak pastures, good for them. 
Okay, we'll try it there. Doing oil pulling, how much clove oil should I add to the coconut oil? Okay. Okay, so you're using, let's just say, clove essential oil. So per 100 cc's of coconut oil, I would add uh, a fair amount, about a quarter teaspoon of clove essential oil, so okay. 100 cc's of coconut oil, and then stir that up, and then you oil pull with that. Now, you're only going to use a teaspoon of that 100 cc's of coconut oil, a teaspoon that you're going to add to two teaspoons of water and oil pull with that. Um, now, once you do that, you can adjust that ratio. Maybe you'll decide you want two teaspoons of coconut oil to one teaspoon of water. But the water is nice because the water adds velocity to the um, coconut oil and the clove oil. And that gives you a better clean. Are we going to use clove oil if everything is happy as can be up there? Or is it just... No. No, don't. No. Okay. All right. Clove oil is, is an intervention, it's a medicinal intervention. Uh, uh, yeah, the clove. The clove is an intervention. Right. Gotcha. Right. Plain oh. old coconut oil, fine. Knock yourself out 20 minutes a day. You <laughs> can't really get trouble. Knock yourself out. Dr. Daniels, is there a way natural to deal with a dental sinus? Is there a way to deal with macular degeneration if fix is causing blood vessels to burst in the eye? Ooh, two questions. That's from Drew. Um, dental I sinus? Know what dental sinus is, so we I don't, go. I don't know what that no, is. No, no, no. These are medical terms. Oh. And they keep inventing these medical terms. Um, dental sinus. What is a dental sinus? Probably using neti pot. Animal channel that drains from a long standing dental abscess associated with a necrotic or dead tooth. All right. He's just asking me how to handle a dental abscess. This doctor is using complex terminology to confuse him. And we've answered this question before at least twice today, haven't yes, we? we have. Yeah, so go back and listen to the beginning. Dental. Just an abscess. So that's something. the dental sinus question. He has another question oh. about macular degeneration. Yes. He says that he put in Vicks and it caused blood vessels to burst. Well, first of all, we have macular degeneration. Okay? Is that what we're talking about here? Yes. Okay. And then he says blood vessels burst. So every blood vessel you have, every place in your eye, in your body is designed to function without breaking. That's the way it is. Okay. So if you have blood vessels in your eye that are breaking, that means that they're weak. You know, mm-hmm. so he's got a low collagen diet. He needs to up his collagen to strengthen his blood vessels. And literally his body will repair the whole mess. We'll just call it a mess. Uh, so trying to think, for the eyes, probably um, chicken feet would be best. So chicken feet collagen is gentle, but it's very strong and it's very effective. Uh, so for chicken feet, I would say the person eating it should probably not cook it because it really can gross you out. First time I cooked chicken feet, I was so grossed out, I threw it all away. <laughs> I'm mean, just being honest with you. And people I've worked with, they've told me they've had to have their significant other cook the chicken feet. They are it's pretty, just too much. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Um, the chicken feet look like little baby fingers sticking up in the water. And, yeah, really, really gives you the queasiness. So 
Um, the way you cook the chicken feet is you have to boil them for like mm, five minutes or just bring them to a boil, throw that water away, and they're softened enough where now you can cut off those little baby fingernails that are so disgusting. <laughs> and so now you have the chicken feet that don't look like little baby fingers, and the person can pressure cook them until they basically fall off the bone. And again, flavor them with your favorite spice, Italian spice, curry spice, um, <clears throat> you know. Chinese spice, whatever it is you like. And then you can eat them over rice with a vegetable. So what's the dose? Uh, again, I'm talking about his eyeballs here. I would uh, I would go for four ounces a day. Yeah, that would be enough. And what that's going to do is repair the blood vessels in his eyes. Now, the universal cure for all things ocular is eye bright. And it's just amazing. Hmm. It's wonderful at restoring vision. So let's just say his blood vessels broke and his vision is just a little bit, a little squirrely, a little cloudy. He can't see through all that blood, right? Eye bright. One teaspoon per cup of water. You can steep it. Well, I'll tell you what I do. I take a tablespoon of eye bright, bring it to a boil in three cups of water. I let it sit overnight. Hmm. Then what you do is drain it. And now I drink uh, a cup at bedtime. And you can even put it in eye cups and rinse your eyes out. And so what this has done for me is it's actually restored my ability to read faraway signs. Wow. So this is going to do is clear up, clear up and restore his vision. So you can drink a cup at night, and then in the morning, he can get some eye cups, fill them with the same tea, and wash his eyes. Good stuff, huh? And, eye bright. Yeah, that's going to fix his eyes, and then the chicken feed has given him the raw material he needs to fix those blood vessels in the back. What is another... What is what is another good what's another good part of the cow or pig high collagen if you don't want to do the chicken feet? In the pig or the cow, the highest collagen part. He's got his eyeballs. We're talking about no, his I'm, eyeballs. I'm just talking about in general. Let's forget about his eyes. Right, we did right. it. I'm just trying to explain it okay. to you. It depends on the part of the body you're trying to fix. Okay. So he's got a very delicate part of his body he's trying to fix. So I need to recommend a delicate but really strong collagen, and that would be the chicken, chicken feet. feet. So let's say he's trying to fix another part of his body that's a, a bigger, more robust part, maybe uh, a knee. Then I would recommend um, maybe tendons um, from the cow or cow foot. Cow foot. Do the cow foot soup like I'm going to do, right? Wow. Yeah. Um, hi, Patrick. Can you ask Dr. Daniels what she would recommend to help with pain from, I'm going to spell it, L-O-R-D-O-S-I-S. -I, I think this has caused my anterior pelvic tilt, too. So lordosis is a curved back. Curved back. Mm. Yeah. And so this is his lower back, and it's curved. And where, is he, where do you say his pain was? Uh, no. Has caused my anterior pelvic tilt. But no, doesn't matter. Oh, pain. She has pain from... Lower doses. Lower doses. And she got low back pain. Can we, can we guess that that's what we're talking about? Lower doses is your lower back. Yeah. So let's guess that she's got low back pain. You wouldn't figure this, and I wouldn't figure this, except for experience and working with this. But the absolute best thing is pigtail. 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 So why pigtail? Pigtail is an extension of the spinal cord of the pig. And that gives her all of the spinal disc, spinal connective tissue, everything she needs to repair that lower back. 
And what's the dose? It's about eight ounces a day of pigtail. That's the pre-cooked weight. And so you just take that pigtail, pressure cook it. Again, your favorite spice blend, add it in there. And you eat that pigtail uh, over some rice with a vegetable on the side. And generally, um, if you eat pigtail daily, usually by around the fourth, fifth day, back pain is gone. Wow, wow. A couple of things from the but cheap seat. You got to cook it all the way all done. Right. You know, until it just kind of falls off the bone. From the cheap seats here in the blinkers, uh, bleachers, you can squat, and that's really good for back pain. Just squat, you know, just squat. You know, like they do in in Africa, just squat. They they squat the whole day. They don't have back pain. <laughs> Let's say she needs to stop sitting in her chair. Yeah. We can agree on that part, right? Well, I tell you She's what. got excessive chair use. <laughs> excessive chair use. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Daniels, I've been taking Vitality capsules for quite some time. Now, for some reason, I started being constipated. What's going on? And I, do I need to just increase the amount of Vitality capsules? Um, I would increase your water first. Then uh, see how, I don't know, well, one quart per 50 pounds of body weight. So increase the water. Then what I would do is if that does not solve the problem, I would then increase the Vitality capsules. Then what I would do is increase the exercise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and literally get the bowels moving. Susan also has a dear friend that just had the second you-know-what, we won't even say the word. Her legs are now oh. paralyzed. God. Then she got her legs back. Now, many other issues. Out of the blue, her legs paralyzed again. No quality of life, mm-hmm. 50 years old. Anything I can oh suggest she does. God love her. Whew, a moment of silence. Yeah. So a lot of what we do, uh, you know, like we mentioned before, it depends on what stories you choose to believe. So this situation a person is in is, of course, unfortunate because she chose to believe a certain story. So before we get too overwhelmed with solving what appears to be this particular problem, there are probably a lot of other stories in her life she needs to examine uh, that are condemning her to a substantial amount of misery. Having said that, let's solve her problem. Um, the simplest thing for her to do is go to vitalitycycles.com, vitality capsules, poop three times a day, increase her water, change her water to purified water, or actually just follow the vitality, uh, the candida cleaner report, just follow that completely. At the same time, um, she needs to eat, I always say cow foot, because she needs a total body rebuild here, just a simple reboot. Uh, and the cow foot dose for her, I don't know if she's fat or not, but let's just say if she's fat, it would be a quarter pound a day. If she's not fat, then she can eat um, a half pound a day. But either way, this is going to rebuild her um, constitution. But she's got to get this uh, poison out of her system, and so that's what following the Candida Clinic report is going to do. Okay, well done. God love her. Oh, just amazing. And as you know, they're trying to run this thing up again. Have you? How's it going down there? Any for the new variant? Anything going on? Yeah. Well, you know, know. there are a lot of people. So I, so I have friends at different levels of. Uh, income and occupation sure. and whatever, but 
it's pretty unanimous. People are saying they've had enough. Yeah. They're just not getting any I more can shots. Do it. Yeah, I can do it. Yeah. I hope this one just fizzles out. Can too much um, sexual activity cause early aging? If yes, what could be consumed to offset that? That's great. Yes, the answer is yes, it can. And the, and the answer is uh, basically liver and... Um, Liver and ham hocks, that would be the best combination. You know, keep keep your keep your uh, vegetables up, of course. Make sure you're pooping, make sure you're drinking water. But you want to increase your liver and you want to um, increase your ham hock intake. Mm-hmm. Those are the two areas that will definitely renew and regenerate um, your genitals. Yeah. Nolan, you can also learn how to make love without ejaculating, and you get younger and stronger. Well, that'll be the husband, the, the male partner. No, he we is the male. The male wrote this, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he's, he's wearing out, and so is his partner, and they're just... No, yeah. I guess he sounds like <laughs> he's wearing out. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like he's wearing out. Second part of the question. Uh-huh. If a person is using electronic screens up close every day, can the ginger tea make the vision sharp, or is something else missed along with the tea? It's a good question. Yeah, people are on computers all the time. Yeah. You're better off doing your eye exercises and taking computer breaks and looking far away, like at least a mile in the distance, which means you have to be pretty, pretty close to a window. Yeah. That is actually your best bet. Cut your computer time, increase your breaks. Um, ginger is fine, um, but I think that probably blueberries are better. So blueberries, a cup a day, and I bright tea. I would I would go for those two, because I've noticed that those really sharpen my my vision despite excessive uh, screen time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Approximately how long might it take for a person with about a quarter of their hair grain being gray to get back to dark using small willow herb? At least six weeks you get it before you notice a difference in the color. Mm. However, since then, I've got more, you know, information on this. So I'm 66. I have almost no gray hair in the back. I have some gray hair, you know, in the front here. Uh, and what I do is I eat black stuff. Black stuff. Be shilajit, mm-hmm. um, black squid ink, mm-hmm. um, black cumin seed. So just sprinkle these things in your food throughout the day, and you'll see that your hair color will come. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, what about uh, people who say, well, Dr. Gerald, my hair is blonde or my hair is brown. It's the same pigment, just less of it, so hmm. it'll still work for you. That's good. Black sesame seeds, would that be good too? Black sesame seeds? They're good, but they're not that strong. I would go for black beans over the black sesame seeds. Mm-hmm. Anything black, huh? I'll be done. Makes sense. You know, it does. It's so simple, and uh, it really makes sense. Sarah has um, autosomal polycystic kidney disease. Now, the question is, apparently autosomal dominant must be. Now, they tell people all this stuff, and the reason they tell you this is to get you to give up your power and believe that what you have is inevitable. So if indeed it's autosomal dominant, let's just say, then one of her parents should definitely have it. And they should have a grandparent that has it and a great-grandparent that has it. And so if you can't trace this autosomal dominant whatever back four generations. Hmm. 
I have more information here that I wasn't able to say. Patient must be, oh, I think it's her husband, 50 male, recurring back pain from kidneys, told he is approaching transplant status, not yet on dialysis, only treatment, highly restrictive diet as they monitor the decline. Okay. Is he on dialysis right now, or are they just getting them ready I'm for told it? told he is approaching trans... Not yet on dialysis. Not yet. Okay, so what they're telling him is they are ready to harvest him. Yep. They have got him lined up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, baby. Yeah. So if you are not on dialysis, then you don't have to ever get on dialysis. And the highly restricted diet they're going to give him will put him on dialysis. So wow. it is time for them to cut and run. And you can Google online, you know, how I cured my kidney disease with diet or whatever, and you'll find a lot of really very good information. So I would definitely recommend that. The next thing, though, is buy some cow kidney. Cow kidney. Cow kidney. Boil it up and make a stew. There are a lot of recipes with cow kidney. And the big deal with cow kidney is you have to mix the kidney with some kind of meat like steak. And they have the sauce, which has tons of of really healing spices. Mm Mm-hmm. So you want to look up a, a recipe for um, kidney pie out of England. And they have allspice in there and all kinds of really just amazing healing herbs. So I would say cook this up for her husband. Let's just say he's frail. Sounds like he is. Then I would um, boil the kidney until it's just fall apart, whatever. Strain it. Throw away the solid part and just give him the broth with the spices and the rest of the recipe. Wow. And they don't give them much. Give them like, um, I don't know, an ounce or two of the final thing. And what that's going to do is heal his kidneys. But also Google how I healed my, my kidneys with diet and, and listen to maybe, I don't know, five or ten YouTube videos from people who healed their kidney problems. You get some ideas what to do. A couple more. Uh, what are Dr. Daniel's ideas on preventing preeclampsia? Preeclampsia. So preeclampsia in pregnancy is diet-related, without doubt. So get rid of all of your uh, processed foods. Just stop mm. it. Increase your water and increase your fruits and vegetables and um, some organ meats. I would say at this point, so preeclampsia is, is something that happens in the third trimester. So in the third trimester, the lady should be drinking at least a gallon of water a day. Um, she doesn't like water, fine, Kool-Aid, but a gallon of liquid every single day, at least. And then um, a little bit of liver every day and um, lots of vegetables and lots of uh, starch. She's got to be really eating. Do not listen to your doctor who's going to tell you that you need to control your weight, lose weight. No. That's going to throw you into further uh, preeclampsia. And then he gets a big payday with the C-section. Hmm. Patricia says, second the motion on White Oak Farms for the Tentons. I've been buying them for years, and they're good. See? Okay. That's pretty good. So they must be, yeah, so get those. Let's right? get those. Can you explain the exact recipe for oil pulling and how often? No real recipe except if you have a problem. The oil pull twice a day. It's a twice-a-day thing. Um, start at 20 minutes twice a day. And if you put the clove oil in the coconut oil and you oil pull for 20 minutes twice a day, after about a week, your gums are actually going to get sore. And that's your sign. 
to go from 20 minutes to maybe 10 or five or, you know, but you got to close that time, make it less. Hmm. All right. So what's the rest of the recipe? In the recipe, uh, what I do is I take a tablespoon of coconut oil, put it in my mortar and pestle, put, take a teaspoon of um, cloves and start grinding. And then I'll slowly add more coconut oil and grind and grind and grind. And I'll pour it off, strain off the coconut oil. Then I'll add more coconut, more coconut oil and grind some more and pour that off as well. So I end up with using one or two teaspoons per 100 cc's of coconut oil. And now you can, again, you can adjust that strength up or down. And you'll know it's too strong for you if you feel it's uncomfortable and you can't oil pull for 20 minutes. I mean, out the gate, you should be able to oil pull for 20 minutes. But doc, if you're just joining us, Dr. Daniel said, if your teeth are really good, just do the oil. You don't need the, the cloves. Don't need the cloves. Right. Also, the other recipe is once you've got that coconut oil and clove, you mix one teaspoon of that, two teaspoons of water, and that's what you oil pull with. And again, you can shift that ratio as you wish. You may decide you want a little more of the coconut oil or a little less. Dr. Daniels, I followed your recommendations for resolving a viral encephalitis, which was soaking my feet in warm water with ginger and mustard seed powder and ice packs on my head and helped a little. Should I continue doing this method until the issue is resolved? Yeah, but you have to wrap a blanket around you. So you create a conduit from your head to your feet. So if you don't have that blanket wrapped around you and literally sealed, then it's not going to be as, your results are not going to be as dramatic. You almost need a second person helping you keep that. I use a quilt. I used to use a quilt wrapped around you. And that person can also hand you a one cup with one teaspoon of activated charcoal in it to eat or to drink every 10 minutes during the process. It's only half an hour. And then um, at some point, you've got to empty your bowels, like maybe when you're done. You can even take some castor oil, flush everything out. And you shouldn't need to continue it much, you know, much longer. Mm-hmm. Usually two or three times around is more than enough. This is Kay. She's in Denver. I, I am three months pregnant with my first. Congratulations. I'm not doing any prenatal care. I'm learning about pregnancy as I go, but I have a few questions. What causes Braxton Hicks? Have you ever heard of that? Three months old, you don't have Braxton Hicks. You're about to miscarry and lose the baby. (laughs) What is Braxton Braxton Hicks? Braxton Hicks are contractions that occur at delivery, at the 40-week point, but they are not through labor. And don't worry about it. They're normal. They're normal. Okay. So, next question. Second question. What makes baby born premature or late? Hmm. Premature is you're not eating enough. Late is you're eating too well. The baby's just like real comfortable. I had a baby go three <laughs> weeks post days. Oh, is he comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> I'm having fun here. <laughs> so he was nine and a half pounds. Wow. So the question is, what do you do to get that baby out on time? You don't want to go three weeks late. <laughs> And the answer is um, cayenne pepper. So you take a a teaspoon, even a tablespoon of cayenne pepper. Yeah, in water. That'll get them going. And the baby's like, oh, (laughs) here you go. Happy morning. (laughs) But generally, premature is just more more nutrition. Keep your nutrition up. Premature, baby. Let's be blunt. Gain more weight. Gain more weight. So keep your nutrition up. Gain more weight. Gain more whatever weight. you have to do. You have to drink heavy cream. Whatever. Yeah. And do 
have to, okay. you know, eat fat back, whatever you've got to do. You've got to put that weight on. I ate everything in the fridge and um, <laughs> went shopping and bought more. Yeah. You know, you mean you have, to, you have to eat like you've never eaten before. And the baby's happy, right, when you're doing that. Baby's baby. Yeah, and you cannot wait to be hungry to eat. You have to eat in case you get hungry. Oh. <laughs> this is serious olympic level eating this is a serious <laughs> it has to turn into a sport it's not oh i eat when i'm hungry oh no 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 <laughs> serious level that's how you get a premature baby eating when you're hungry yeah. oh really uh-uh. bad idea she says it seems women have easy fast labors and others have long and very painful ones is there a reason exactly. for this if so how yeah. can i prepare to have an easier labor this gal's thinking okay yeah Drink a lot of water. So a lot of people, especially if you're having a hospital birth, hopefully she's planning a home birth, Sounds but during like a hospital birth, they deprive you of water, which creates increased friction, which creates a very long and very painful labor. So as soon as you go into labor, you need to have a girlfriend. And as a girlfriend, you have to call her and say, I'm in labor, I'm having contractions at three minutes apart. And she's like, okay, we're bringing the last, light, last night's leftovers and we're making a big pot of, I don't know, whatever your favorite food is. And you eat and eat and eat and drink and drink and drink while you're in labor. Really? You do just fine. Really? That baby will pop right out. Is it, so eating while you're in labor, just keep on eating and drinking? Keep on, yeah. Yeah, especially drinking. So oh. when you're in labor, you have to drink about two quarts <clears throat> an hour. Wow. A lot wow. to drink. Yeah. And that's why the women in the hospital go into fetal distress and need the C-sections because the doctors restrict their food and their water. Like, well, we have to restrict your food and water in case you need to They don't tell you you need sex because we're restricting your food and water. <laughs> wow. Man. Yeah. Who'd have thunk it, huh? Uh, I know. Yeah, I, another baby question. Oh, it's so fun. This is from Phoenix, Arizona. How long should a baby be breastfed? As long as you want to. Hmm. When you don't want to, you let that kid know, here's the cup. <laughs> so a lot of women feel guilty, like, oh, I have to breastfeed for two years, three years, five years. No, as long as you want to. I would shoot for a minimum of uh, six months. Try and go a full year, because mm -hmm. if you go a full year, you can save a lot of money on you know, food. And it's easy, you don't have to cook for the kid. But even up to a year, you don't have to cook for your kid. You just, whatever you're eating, give that to him. Oh, Dr. Daniels, it's too big a chunk. Fine, chew it and give it to him. You don't need to make this big deal out of stuff with a blender and a this and a that and all this equipment and buying organic baby food. No, don't do that. You should never feed your baby anything that you have not tasted first. Because hmm. I don't care what baby food you're talking about, there's a history of contamination, poisoning, all this other stuff. So the healthiest thing for you to do for your baby, at least up until a year of age, is to feed him off of your plate and if you think he can't chew it, chew it for him and hand it to him. Do you know that almost every animal out there, and we're a human animal, they chew a lot of their food and give it to their kid. They do it a lot. You see it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I see it all the right. time. Birds do it. Monkeys do it. No, I would stop it after about a year of yeah. age because you don't want them to get bad habits. <laughs> 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 Why do some women have low milk production? How do I optimize my milk production? So, yeah, that's a good question. Why what? Milk production. Why do some women have low milk production? How can Ray in Phoenix oh, yeah. increase hers? So these ladies, again, they are trying to not gain too much weight during their pregnancy, uh, lose weight as soon as they have the baby. No. 
You have earned the right to be as fat as you want to be. Just say it. So no attempt at weight loss. So that dries up your milk quicker than anything. Hmm. Is if you don't have the extra mass to give to your baby, to give your baby a quart of milk a day, which is two pounds, then your body's going to say, okay, shut off the tits and uh, let's conserve this for, for ourselves. The first thing is don't be afraid of the extra weight. Hold on to it. The next thing is you can eat spices. The simplest one is fennel seed. It works great. It creates just an incredible flood of milk. And you should start eating it in your third trimester. And I mean that, literally eating it. Spoonful of fennel seed, put it in your mouth, chew it, swallow it. Hmm. Just keep doing that. And by the time that kid is born, you just you want this kid to hurt it and get out so he can eat this milk and get it out <laughs> of your tits that are swollen and <laughs> full of uh, milk. So when you're breastfeeding and that's all you're doing, I, I, I've never been a father yet this lifetime, but have anything that's going on with the baby, is it because either emotional or food thing going through mom? Is that the process? Pretty much that's the story, yeah. Mm, mm. But mom's drinking a lot of dairy, the kid's more likely to have breathing and respiratory problems. Mm. And so literally whatever's going on with the baby, uh, when he's 100% breastfed, you can handle it by changing mom's diet. Mm. And usually the kid will give her feedback. Yeah. If he's sucking, he doesn't like it, he'll start screaming. And his, his tummy will blow. I mean, ugh. Yeah. And then she'll quickly figure out that what it is she ate, stop eating it, yeah. and then he'll be just fine. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I used to love, to, I don't, I used to, I don't, well, we had seven kids in my family, and the smell of breast milk was just wonderful. It was a lovely smell, you know? And then, like my mom yeah. would have it on a, on a little diaper, you know, and, and uh, when they burp them. Yeah. And it smelled like, Fresh years. It was really, I love that smell, you know. Yeah, it's got a fresh, clean smell. Fresh, clean. Yeah, exactly. So women should uh, go for it. Do not allow themselves to be medicated or drugged. And uh, don't be discouraged from breastfeeding. But if you eat and drink enough and you chew on those funnel seeds, you'll have more than enough milk. In fact, you'll have milk to share. Milk to share. What do the fennel seeds yeah. do? They just juice it up, just increase it? So they have a very high estrogenic uh, hmm. component in fennel seeds. And that's the dimension that accelerates the milk. Dimension. I see. Well, Dr. D, we got through a lot of uh, a lot of emails, almost all of them. Now, if you have some backed up from two or three months that we didn't get to, <laughs> uh, please just go ahead and resend them for next month, okay? Because it's hard to keep track of them all. But we got through everything we had this morning, plus... About 10 from last month. So we did good. Good job. And your hair looks Absolutely. great. Looks Thank like, you. Oh, I think, you know, be careful. I think you just may show up with a man friend soon. You're looking too pretty snappy, you know? You never know. You, never <laughs> you, know. Just, you just never know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sweetheart. Well, I love you. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Patrick Timpone, One Radio Network. She's great. The fourth Monday of the month is so that I, I hope we got through as many you know just got through a bunch of them wow we didn't do just a couple commercials so if you would like to support us and keep Dr. Jennifer Daniels coming and other people like Darko and Bear Lando and Steve Falconer and Adam Bergstrom and all the cool people with Dr. Massey and all the cool people we talked to please consider donating to our website. 
to our show. Wait a minute, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to send me money? Well, here, here's the idea. Because we need, we have um, two part-time people, uh, and then we got all the stuff we do with the internet, with the constant contact. We pay for photos, you know, that we use. You got to pay for photos. You got to pay for everything. We have monthly fees on the software that we use, on streaming videos. We have monthly fees. We have monthly fees on um, the bit shoot. Um, everything that we do, everybody gets a little bit a month. And it just adds up. Uh, uh, you know, it just does. And the, the model that we've used for over 15 years to just simply promote products, as you know we do, well, um, that isn't working any longer. I guess people don't like our products anymore. That's probably not the true. We have the best. I think they just, lots of folks just can't afford extra stuff and these kind of things, nutritional things and stuff, probably are the first to go off the list. So we do need your support. You can go to the donation tab underneath the video. It's a hot link. You can do a one-off donation, like just one time. Say, I'm just going to send them whatever. That'd be great. Or sign up for a monthly thing, a 5, 10, 15, 20 bucks, whatever you can afford. And, you know, don't you think you should exchange some value if you get value out of our shows? I mean, it only makes sense. I do with the people that I I try to support. and send them 5 or 10 bucks, 20 bucks. It's just important because that's the way uh, us podcasters who are doing shows that um, we are different from everybody. We have information that nobody else is doing because we just can't put it out on YouTube because they, you get censored. Simple as that. So, there you have it. If you would like to do that, that'd be great. I'm going to take a little break here and come back, and we're going to talk about parasites. I've been really thinking about it, talking to some people that understand the parasite thing. I'm feeling pretty good. A little snappy. We don't have to stay a long time, maybe a half an hour or so. But So we're going to wrap this up, come back, and I'll come back with you, and we're going to talk about parasites. And I think you'll find the information helpful and actually good news about parasites if you believe what I tell you or share with you. So I love you all. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our videos on BitChute. Click that little bell and you'll get notified every time we put up a new video, which is pretty much every day but Thursday. Patrick Timpone, may the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.